G'day everybody and welcome to another episode of Dan Rover Whiskey. So uh, tonight you've got uh, just the three of us. You've got uh, Adrian at that whiskey place, Vic at Vic.Whiskey, um, myself, Brad uh, at Bandrover Whiskey. Um, but we are joined by a very special guest. Um, before I introduce or before Vic introduces our guest, um, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please jump on our social medias and say good day. Um, any feedback that you want to give us, any comments, um, any ideas on what you would like to hear from us, please let us know on social media. So just search Banter Over Whiskey Podcast and you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, etc. Um, so yeah, over to you, Vic. G'day, g'day. Well, oh, good evening. Wherever you are in the world, whatever time it may be. Today or tonight, we have uh, one of my favorite distilleries, Master Distiller Mark, one of my favorite distillers, for a matter of fact. Native um, from California, I believe, but he'll tell you all about that. And um, he's in Australia now. And I've got a fair bit of his juice because I love it. And I couldn't wait to get him in the, in the podcast. But to the time restraints and whatnot, we finally have him here. So, people, tune, stay till the end, because I will be giving away another sample. But for adieu, here is Mr. Mark Awad. How are you, Mark? Really well. Thank you, Vic. And uh, Adrian, and Vic, thanks for having me on here. I really appreciate it. And um, I have to say, you're, you're much too flattering calling me a master distiller. I, I'm, uh, I think of myself as a bit of a master of disaster and and uh, maybe at some point I uh, I may earn that title, but uh, but no, I'm I'm very much uh, sort of my own apprentice. I'm learning every day and just having fun while I do it. Fair enough. That's cool. Well, That's very nice. Um, look, one thing that Vic failed to mention was the actual name of your product and your distillery. So it is uh, Winding Roads. I believe you're in northern New South Wales. Is that correct, Mark? We are Winding Road Distilling Co. Uh, we're in uh, the uh, Northern Rivers region, a little town called Tintin Bar. Uh, so just uh, just inland from Lennox Head, uh, kind of equidistant between Ballina and Byron Bay. And uh, it's um, a small little distillery. Myself, my wife, uh, lovely wife Camille, and um, we have a couple others on our team, um, Liz and our son, Sebastian, that helps out a bit from time to time. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we're a small, small, but uh, hardworking and proud team. Are you, are you a, uh, like most um, new distilleries, you're all jack of all trades, you all do, do every single job under the sun at the distillery? Everything from uh, scrubbing the uh, the still and sweeping the floors to um, spruiking the goods and everything in between. Yeah, yeah, we uh, wear every hat that we uh, that we have to wear. And really, you know, it's it's a great way to go about it, uh, particularly for a new distillery because uh, we get to really experience hands-on what what's working what isn't working uh you know what we need to do to um to create the product that we want to create very nice and i think beyond that sorry uh beyond that brad um the uh thing that a lot of our that, that we often hear is that 
you know, I'm out there and Camille and Liz were, were out there uh, meeting with um, uh, the um, public out there, our customers, our, our friends that uh, that support us. And it's it's really, I think, um, uh, from from our perspective, it's it's fantastic to be able to talk uh, directly with with the people that are enjoying our spirits and and share our passion with them and and, and do that. So uh, yeah, we we wear every hat and we uh, we love it and uh, long may it continue. But uh, you know, at a point, we also have to hope to grow. So we will have to share some of those roles. I think. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um. We've uh, Vic has been very very kind and sent um, the rest of us a couple of samples and I'm just wondering um, if there's a which one we should go with first. Um, there's we've got a, a a Shiraz which is a, a cask number three um, or release number two. Is that was that right? <laughs> uh it was release number one actually oh, release number uh, one sorry yeah. but cast number three yeah it was just the one that um that really shone through um initially and and so we selected that as our first release and um maybe that might be a good one to uh to start with uh, in that sense yep mm -hmm. i noticed i noticed that it's uh it's a quite a balmy 51 degree uh 51 uh, percent compared to the to the other one which is a 60 so happy to, happy to start lower and and work my way up you'll have to uh, you'll have to excuse my choice of glasses mate because uh it's very limited here where I am at the moment so uh, anyway it gets the job done and it holds it so that's the main thing for the oh, people at home um Adrian Adrian's got a, a bloody massive uh wine goblet that he's I know Two hands for beginners. But he's half filled with whiskey. <laughs> we'll love to um, take a photo and pass mm. it on there. No, no, we don't have to do such things. <laughs> <laughs> How well, big I are your barrels, Mark? You got a fair uh, size well, barrel, haven't you? We we do. Uh we we have only used a handful of um of smaller casks and by smaller i mean uh smaller format 100 liter and and quarter casks being 128 liter uh, barrels but um most everything else we use by and far the majority of the uh the barrels we use are 200s and on up to um, 300 liters so this this particular thing. whiskey here was out of a uh quarter cask uh, so it's ex Barossa Shiraz, and uh, it's been uh, recoupered and uh, recharred. Hang on, what did nice. you say it was? What did you say the cast was? A uh, 128 liters. So an ex, uh, yeah, it's it's been um, recoupered and, and cut down to do the uh, quarter cask size, and it's um, new American oak originally. And uh, has new oak heads on on the barrel as well. Yeah. Okay. Big and bold. I'll give you that. That's um, and the dark color as well. It's just yeah, really. And opening up in the big wine goblet, it, uh, <laughs> it really fills the nose. <laughs> uh, that's that's good stuff. And I haven't even tried it yet. That's just the smell. I can 
quite happy to sit here and smell this for a bit longer. Yeah, you you Not said uh, virgin oak ends, butt ends, did you? Yes. Uh, yeah, you definitely get that on the nose. You get that virgin oak. Yeah, a little hint of vanilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, but it's big. It's great. Absolutely. Big, what do you think? Well, I was very lucky to score a bottle because I was one of the foundation members. So I was very lucky. But you've you've sold out. You've sold out everything, Mark. That you've been putting out, haven't you? Well, we we. We have, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I guess, the uh, the dilemma of the craft distillers, is we can, uh, you know, we we we're trying to manage our production and and demand, and it takes us a few years to get it right. So, uh, we have sold out of the uh, these batches, and um, we're looking uh, looking towards our our next release, which uh, I don't have an exact date yet, but I would imagine it's going to be in the next. Uh, two, three, four months, somewhere in there. Um, but uh, yeah, both of these batches are sold out. Okay, so your next release will be what, towards September, October, around then? Maybe I would happens? imagine it'll be around there, yeah. I, Excellent. I think uh, Camille often asks me when our next release will be, and I just say it's going to be ready when it's ready. It'll, uh, it, it just takes its own time. That's a very wise words from a master distiller. Well, you <laughs> could be, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this first release, if I'm not mistaken, it was bottled in 2021. Uh, no, no. Uh, the first release was was pretty much a year ago. A year ago, so 22. Uh, 22, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, that's right. Um, and you guys, you guys have actually um. I remember since joining the rum, there's rum available. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got we your do. gin. Uh-huh. The citrus gin, that is delicious. I drink that on its own. Whoop. Got to edit that out, Brad. Whiskey drinker doesn't drink gin. <laughs> and you've got some coffee too, some coffee liqueur. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So our, uh, our rum and we won't belabor the rum on a, on a whiskey show but but uh we do a beautiful agricole style rum so we're in cane country here and we get the fresh juice in and uh we're, we're coming into cane season in the next uh next few weeks where they'll, where they'll uh, start harvesting and crushing again and so we take the juice in and uh, we're just fortunate enough to be in a cane growing region and uh, it makes a really, really beautiful rum uh, that really captures the uh, the terroir, the essence of the local climate and the soil and the profile of the cane. And uh, it's a it's a gorgeous matured product. Uh, we have the uh, unaged version, our um, uh, Agricole Blanc as well, which is a fabulous product in its own uh, right. And we have used that as the uh, base for our uh, 50 mile coffee liqueur, which is uh, a completely wholly local product for us. So we use uh, coffee from uh, Zenveld's estate, which has grown seven Ks down the road from us. We use some locally grown vanilla bean in it. And uh, the sugar is all from local sugar cane as well. So it's just a complete beautiful little Northern Rivers product. Wow. That's awesome. Now, your um, your single rum, 
I noticed a little bit of smoke in there, and I couldn't pick it if it was from the char barrel or if it was from the sugar cane. Do they burn when they're harvesting the sugar cane? Well, the cane, it's an interesting question, Vic, and I, and I wish I could put my finger on it because, yes, we do get a little smoky note in that from time to time. And the uh, the cane is certainly burned uh, before harvest. Uh, they, they, that's still the predominant method. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you if that's where it comes from or, or what. We're, we're certainly not... Uh, influencing you know in, in any way uh, or incorporating any kind of smoke in it but but there is a very slight smoky note to it yeah, yeah not every not so when, when you say so, sorry mark when you say the juice i'm uh, i grew up in cane country as well a little bit further north than you yeah. up near cairns actually so um is it the molasses that you use or is it the actual um the juice from the squeezed sugar cane that you, you use for your rum I'm not uh, that, no, that, that's you know. that's a, a good question, Adrian. No, we we actually use the fresh juice. Nice. Uh, so it just uh, goes right in the crusher and right uh, into our IBCs, and we uh, we use that. Nice. And they they are still burning the cane there. You're saying to get rid of the vermin and stuff before they harvest it, because yeah, I know, I know a lot of places do cut it. Well, they call it green these days. Yeah. So, um, but no, that's good. I look. Growing up as a kid, I used to love the cane fires, and Brad will attest to that as well. He would have seen a couple. But, um, yeah, the floaters that used to come down, you're smacking them with a tennis racket as a kid in the backyard. Because <laughs> yeah. I grew up right next to a sugar mill as well, so all those smells and all that sort of stuff just take me right back. We did have a previous guest that, um, yeah, some of their stuff really took me back to that as well. But um, it'll yeah. be interesting to, uh, to try that, Rum, actually. I'll, uh, I'll oh. talk to you after the podcast. Absolutely, yeah, and it is a it is one of those smells that just uh, same for me. I um, I had a short stint living in Hawaii about a uh, little over thirty years ago, and uh, right near uh, a now defunct uh, sugar mill, and same sort of thing. That that smell of of a of a sugar mill just really takes you back. That's right. The big well, not so much the big gas, but just the whole. Well, that's what we used to call the the offcut, the mulch, and everything was yeah. the gas for some reason. But yeah, just the whole process and the smells and everything, mate. Yeah, it just can't be beaten. So if you can replicate that, yeah, I'll uh, sign me up for a couple of bottles for sure. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'd like to think we've done a fair job, but uh, yeah, uh, no, it's good. Very keen. But um, let's head back to the Shiraz. Yeah, back to the yeah. It's great. Seeing that we're a whiskey podcast and all, we don't can't be doing with rum all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, I got I got sidetracked there. Brad was actually rude. I didn't answer Brad's question. Brad was asking what I think of it, and uh, I get a lot of chocolate. Um, it's changed a fair bit since I popped the the bottle. A lot of vanillas. I love I love it when you when um, a distiller uses um, virgin oak. You just get whether it's American oak or um, French oak. You get a lot of vanilla coming out of it and I just it just blasts me away but I get a lot of chocolate dark chocolates coming out too which um yeah it's very pleasant I wasn't getting that much when I first popped the bottle I wonder if you guys are are getting the same I, I don't know about chocolate but um holy cow it's really good Mark is it um you said it was a 125 litre um what sort of age statement? I, I 
you know, it's okay if it doesn't, if you don't want to say, but because um, it, it doesn't drink, it doesn't drink um, or smell like it's a young whiskey. No, I'm, I'm happy to, to say we, we are as, as uh, transparent as we can possibly be on, on everything we do. Um, this particular one, if, if memory serves, uh, it was uh, about three years and two months, I believe. Um, could have been three and a half. I'm, I'm going off of memory on it. Yeah. Uh, I know the uh, the next uh, one we'll try, the Apera, was um, about uh, the better part of four years. Um, but uh, we, we found in, in our climate, and it's, it's really interesting, you know, I, I'm just, I, I think you can ask me in 20 years, 25 years, and I'm still going to be an absolute student of, of maturation. It's, it's just such a... Uh, it's an art and it's a science and it's an kind of an alchemist dream and, and, and black magic, you know, there's just so much going on that, that you can learn about, but the more you learn, the more you realize you don't really know what's going on. And uh, it, it's, it's a fun process, but, but our climate where we are, we, we seem to do really well with uh, sort of that three and a half, year give or take uh, range we we get some beautifully well-rounded spirits in that and and a lot of the processes that are taking place the additive and extractive and and um transformative processes of of the maturation um are, are getting a good opportunity to uh to run their course during that amount of time are you are you at um elevation at all uh, not really. The, the yeah. distillery sits at about 500 uh, feet. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, not that high. No. So you, you like your your climate is reasonably consistent, I would imagine. Uh, well, we we um, summer times were quite humid, uh, bordering on tropical here, and uh, winter times we can get um, the coldest we get would be maybe about eight or 10 degrees it doesn't really get too cold where we're at yeah. um yeah so it's it's reasonably uh, mild and, and tempered even through the winters yep so it doesn't stop us from complaining about it um <laughs> fair enough from yeah, california from Hawaii and all. yeah <laughs> what's um what's your background um Mark, for our listeners that are not familiar with the Winding Road, you you're not an Australian native, obviously. From no, no, I, I've taken a very winding road to get here. Uh, so I was uh, I was born and raised in Southern California, and uh, I, uh, I was born in a town called Downey, which is a suburb of Los Angeles, and, and uh, grew up in Orange County and went to uni in, in San Diego. And so I've spent my whole life pretty much between those uh, those areas there. Um, and back in 1999, I was uh, fortunate enough to take a little surfing and, and fishing holiday to New Zealand. And I had a few extra days and I popped over to Melbourne as you do. And uh, I ended up um, asking this beautiful girl for some, for directions and uh, fast forward a few years and, and 
and we are married and um yeah just uh, that that Camille lived in uh moved to California lived there with me for a number of years and then we moved to Australia in uh, late 08 early 2009 and um we have uh Two, two beautiful teenagers right now. And um, uh, professionally, uh, I was originally in the electronic components industry. Uh, I had a company in, in the States that uh, um, I ran for a number of years. I've also been heavily involved in aviation. Uh, so I, um, I have uh, flown for the past uh, 25 years or so. And I, I, uh, flew warbirds, so ex-military aircraft, and I had a little business here in Ballina where I was taking folks up for rides and and uh, giving them an experience in a uh, an old ex-military aircraft doing aerobatics and and coastal flights, and it was uh, it left me with a smile on my face every day, but it was an absolutely shockingly horrible way to make a living. Um, but uh, I was really drawn to the fact that we had so much sugar cane in the area. And that's what influenced me to get into distilling initially. Uh, but looking at that and deciding I wanted to go into rum, I was a lover of, of beautiful whiskeys. And I thought, well, if I'm going to get into rum, I have to have to get into whiskey as well. And uh, so it was um, something where I just thought I'll have a go at it. I, I, did a little bit of uh, work experience. I was fortunate enough to uh, to work with um, uh, Brian Hollingsworth at Blackgate Distillery for a couple of days. And I think more than anything, Brian is just such a great guy. Brian and Janice, great folks, and um, really showed me that it was possible. It was something I could do. And I, uh, from there, really taught myself, uh, just read everything I could spent a couple of years uh, building up to it and getting our fit out. And we launched the distillery in 2017. That's, That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Mark, I'm just surprised that it's uh, it's whiskey and not bourbon from, uh, yeah, from your heritage. <laughs> and that. So is there a reason why you've moved towards whiskey? Is that just the environment you were in, your, your work environment and, and that sort of stuff? Is that what you were exposed to first as opposed to bourbon oh well look that's that's another great point there adrian and i think i i do love a good bourbon i really do um but i certainly was uh exposed to uh to single malts more than bourbon and i think i had more of an appreciation for them and uh that's not to say i don't want to do a bourbon style whiskey in the future. And we've certainly, um, we are in the process of, uh, well, we've got an application in with our council to, uh, to construct a larger uh, production facility and open up a tasting room finally. And uh, part of that is we, we have a beautiful mash tun in storage right now that is, uh, that I will be able to do um, a, full cereal mash on it so uh for the for the listeners who don't know to to produce a bourbon uh probably you need to really be able to get your mash up to the boil and, and maintain it at a, at a boil for for a period of time 
And uh, that's just equipment that uh, that a lot of folks don't have, unfortunately, here. Um, but uh, the mash ton that we've recently uh, bought, we were um, uh, very fortunate to get one that, that I can uh, certainly do that on. So I will be making uh, bourbon-style whiskeys in the future. Excellent. We'll have another corn whiskey player in the Australian market. That's good. Yeah. Good point you um, raised there, Mark. Yeah, a, a lot of um, a lot of Australian distillers, they, they have a go at corn, but they don't realize it's a different process, totally different process from barley, from making single malt, and then they give it up, which is unfortunate. But a few mm -hmm. of them are starting to make corn whiskey, which is great for people like myself and Adrian and Brad now. Brad likes <laughs> yeah. bourbons, the expensive bourbons. My, um, Mark, Brad loves Taylor, E.H. Taylor. He likes to make cocktails out of E.H. Taylor. <laughs> it's a right. great cocktail, Mark, I'll tell you. Great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you, you don't do things by halves, do you, Vic? Exactly. Look, yeah, you are right. You, you pick the best you can get and you, you make a cocktail. Yeah. You, get, you guys won a few awards, actually, with your, um, speaking of cocktails, your gin is awesome. That, that citrus gin you did you win a few awards with that or something uh yeah thank you vic yeah yeah we have um and and uh certainly our runs as well now we haven't entered the whiskey in any competitions our, our releases haven't coincided with any um but i think really uh, as as we mature as a distillery um and and certainly as camille and i are are learning more and and uh, understanding what our own style is and what we want to achieve. We just, I think the, the, the best accolades we get are from uh, the, the people that are enjoying our spirits and, and drinking them. And we're just getting such positive feedback that it just really, really is, is encouraging us to, uh, to get out there and, and produce more. And we love it. I, 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 get, I get it. I understand why, because um, what I'm drinking here is sensational. I'm really impressed. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, it's, um, yeah, I, I'm lost for words, actually. Like I said, um, it's just so big and bold. Mm. And I'm, I'm still on the Shiraz. I haven't moved on because I'm enjoying this this way too much. It's, um, so, it's really good stuff, Mark. So, so, you, so you guys don't hold it against me. You understand why it took me over a year to send you samples. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you can't drink in the bottles, didn't you? How, how, how many bottles did you go through before you sent us some? <laughs> that, I, I cannot disclose that information. Um, You're I've, actually, I, I, I've actually moved on to that because I'm, Vic has been very, very generous and sent us large samples um, and I've, I've saved half of that, that Shiraz and I've moved on to the Apera and... Um, Oh man, the nose is just amazing. I I, I found it very rich, very uh, trickly, a lot of caramel. Did you use virgin oak um, butts on this one too, or a bigger barrel? Uh, no, this was a bigger barrel. So this was a um, two hundred and twenty-five liter, and uh, uh, no, it wasn't. Um, uh, there were no virgin heads on it or anything like that. So. This wasn't a French oak barrel, was it? Uh, 
<laughs> this you're going to catch me out on something here. I really should know that on this barrel, but back when we got this barrel and I, I got a port barrel at the same time, and I was just so excited to get my first port and a para barrel that I didn't ask some important questions I probably should have. And so some of the details like that uh, have um, have been lost to time, shall we say. I, well, but it doesn't really, uh, it, 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 I guess it doesn't drink like a young French oak barrel if it is. It, it, it's um, certainly the tannins are quite subdued on it. It's, it's amazing. This is right up my alley. Like the amount of caramel, like brown sugar coming out of this. It's, oh, wow. Brown, brown sugar is a really good tasting note. Brown sugar is perfect. What what did you find on the nose, um, Brad? Yeah, well, that was that was for me was was just caramel on the nose. A little bit of little bit of banana, weirdly. Yes, definitely, definitely. These these um yeah, I don't know what Mark's been up to with this barrel, but. That's 225. Later, that size really hit. Four years, you said, Mark? Four years? Just a bit under four years. Uh, wow. I think it was something like three years and 10 months or something. And did you decant it like for a while or you straight away pretty much bottled it? Uh, no, when we, uh, when we decant our barrels, we allow the uh, spirit to rest for uh, a good four to six weeks or so before we bottle it. Okay. Is that like the norm with every every batch or you are you actually every batch is different or is... uh no that's that's normal with every batch that we do that we uh we plan a period of um, of rest and and if we're going to be adjusting the abv at all during that time that's when we're going to do it as well uh but we just want the uh the, the spirit to be able to rest outside the barrel for a bit before we bottle it very nice very nice it's good I find it's, um, sorry, Brad, I was just going to say, I find this Exapera, it's a bit more mellow than the Shiraz. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just me because I've, I've been up since stupid o'clock this morning, but it's, <laughs> um, I find that it's just very, yeah, um, mellow is the word that I'm using, even though it's a higher ABV by nearly nearly 10%, pretty much is, but um, it's very easy to drink, which can be dangerous. And I'm going to sleep well tonight. Thank you. Uh, I agree. It's much more richer, much more sugary, trickly. I agree, which makes makes it so much easier to drink. It, um, I, I, I actually really love the, the finish that it leaves in your, at the back of your palate. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a, um, a little bit of a spicy, Spicy finish that it leaves at the back of your palate. It's quite, quite good. It's like a sweet cinnamon, Brad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is, Vic. Thank you. For for me, it's got an incredibly long finish, and it is, uh, it is a um, a uh, well. I'll use your word, Adrian, a mellower uh, whiskey. Um, than the uh, the ex Shiraz cask in, in terms of uh, the Shiraz is very uh, very bold and it's a it's a heavy rich whiskey very smooth but but certainly rich and the Apera is 
is less so. It's a bit lighter in that respect, but still just uh, for my palate, I get beautiful flavors and it, it's got that gorgeous long finish to it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, this, this is some really good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Love what you're doing, Mark. Love what you're doing. Oh, thank you, guys. Um, what, so what's what's coming up? What's next? What's the next uh, one off the rank? Well, I've, I've got a really, really interesting one. So I, I, uh, I, I mentioned earlier that 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 the uh, first cask we filled, which we have yet to um, to release, is is really not been. Um, playing by the rules it's it's not that it's bad it's it's nice but it's just it's it's nice you know it's not anything that that is a standout expression yet um the the base spirit is obviously gorgeous in there it's been in a uh in a ex uh, port cask and so i've uh decanted it recently and moved it into a really interesting barrel that we have that we had actually uh, we had distilled some beer for a local brewery here. <laughs> and that's a bit of a fun story. Uh, they had uh, three different beers, all of which they couldn't uh, use for one reason or the other. And they're all very unique. One was a creme brulee expression. Uh, one was a cream ale. And one was a, um, it was a beer with a mango puree in it. Oh. And... So we've uh, distilled them and I didn't end up with enough of any of them to do anything with. So I just combined them all and I figured I'm just going to go uh, sort of go for it here. And it's either going to be glorious or absolutely, you know, horrible, throw it down the drain, never speak of it again. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it came out incredibly good. It's, it's, uh, it, it's obviously not a whiskey. It's a distilled beer. And we matured it for uh, a bit under three years and recently decanted it. Um, that is a partnership with Seven Mile Brewery in Ballina. And uh, we will probably not release it. I'll, they'll, they'll do the release themselves and perfectly happy for them to do it. Um, but I wanted to get my hands on that barrel. And so I've, I've moved that um, uh the spirit in that port cask, which had been in there a bit over four years into that barrel. And it's um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it comes along over the next three, four months. Um, we have some uh, beautiful uh, port rum casks as well, which uh, might be the next uh, cabs off the rank here, I think, in, in the next um, few months. And they've, they're, they're just really, really balanced and beautiful. Oh, man. You're playing my song. <laughs> <laughs> That's that sounds awesome. So the yeah. the, the beer cask, the distilled mm -hmm. beer cask. What? Yeah. What? I want to say what were you thinking, but what, what I mean is like, what were you? What was your thoughts on what it was going to add to a to a port cask whiskey? Well, I think that that um, first uh, first of all, it's that's a uh, the cask was originally an ex uh, Australian whiskey cask, 
And it's just, it just has some really beautiful notes to it that uh, it's obviously hard to, to uh, share those, explain them properly, but the, some gorgeous fruity and hoppy notes to it uh, that I feel are going to really play off the port uh, influence on that spirit absolutely beautifully and be just an incredibly unique expression. So, uh, so is it, um, how long do you, are you thinking that it might be in that, that cask for? If it was uh, three years in the, or just under three years in the port cask? Uh, no, that one's been in port for a bit over four years, oh, and yeah. um, I'm thinking three to six months, and we'll have three months, and we'll have a look at it and see where we're at. And um, you know, if it's not ready, we'll, we'll leave it another few months and and see where it's at then. And I think, suffice to say, I, I I'm not rushed to release anything before it's really truly mm. ready. Yep. And um, every every task I release right now, Brad, is a in a way a first for me, and I'm uh, I'm incredibly excited about it. I'm I'm like a kid at Christmas, you know. It's 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 a learning process, and 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 an opportunity to share something that I've uh, that we've created, and uh, you know, get others and share it with others and, and all rolled into one. So, um, you know, it's, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see where, where, it, uh, where it is in three months or six months. And, um, I, I, if, if it's as good as I am hoping it comes along to be, then, then it'll be a really, really special expression. Yep. I, I, could um, see, I sorry, I don't, I don't mean to, I, I wasn't meaning, um, you know, I, I was just curious as to what your thought process was, and and it kind of sounds like you're looking to add a real, real depth of character with the the beer cast. You know, those hoppy notes or whatever, um, because a, a tawny is, in some ways, can be, or a port cast can be, in some ways, a little bit um, flat, as in like it, it's a it's a fairly one-dimensional um, cask flavoring that it'll add, um, and mm -hmm. you're you're throwing these other other characters behind that, which sounds sounds really interesting. So um, that I, I guess that's what I was trying to understand is what you're looking to get out of it. So that sounds really cool. Absolutely, and I, I was uh, I, I was thinking the same thing you're saying there that that it'll add. Uh, additional dimensions to it hopefully yeah yeah i uh, i don't know about you brad but i uh i think we should load up the bantermobile and go for a bit of a road trip because it's lennox says not that far away, man. It's far away. <laughs> <laughs> well it's down the road from you not me at the moment but yeah i used to, I used to go i used to go camping at lennox heads all the time it's um yeah catch me in i'll drive up we'll meet there okay i'll drive up we'll yep. meet there yeah, what, job done. What, what time is it now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark, we've come across a few distillers and they um they are their worst on critics. Is that the case? Do you think you're your own worst critic? Um that, that, that's a bit of a 
tough question. It, that's interesting. Um, I think I would I would answer that by saying I don't know if I'm my worst critic, but I, I certainly can sit there and uh, and uh, and espouse the virtues of of our upcoming releases and everything. But the uh, the nerves certainly you know will get the better of me a bit when we actually do get there and we release it. I go, oh my god, I hope everyone likes it. And uh, <laughs> yep, you know you can. There, there really is that, and and it's something I've not experienced before in my life because we, as I, I, I think I can speak for other distillers, we're really putting ourselves out there, and in a way, opening ourselves up to criticism or acclaim or a bit of both, and so so I can I can sympathize with that feeling, and and maybe I just would would it's probably the same feeling that I would just. Uh, you know, express it a bit differently as, as a case of nerves rather than, than being my own critic. But um, uh, yeah, very, very much appreciate that. It's, yeah. Now, big question, big question. Who, um, who has the, the big say, who has the majority, like on the decisions when it comes to the ABV, when the whiskey is ready to be bottled, you as the master distiller or... Camille, as what's Camille's title? Director. Um, I I would say that that my title is um, uh, the guy who thinks he's in charge, and then Camille's title is the one who's in charge. Um, okay. So, <laughs> now I look. We we are we work really well together. And and have have fun and and as a, as a married couple that that you know when we're working at the distillery together we're we're spending an awful lot of time together and we certainly have have good times and 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 times that that we kind of you know clash a bit but that's that's natural and 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 uh, I think um, with regards to the spirits the the ABV and all that it's it's largely me. Um, only because Camille is um, is probably not the biggest fan of, of whiskeys and um, and rums neat. She loves them in a cocktail, but she just has not really gained an appreciation for drinking them them neat and and sampling them that way. So, which is fine. Yeah, I, I can see I can see yeah. that a lot of because mm -hmm. I put all your drinks all your all your drinks side by side and. Um, if I was to pick, I would have gone that way. All the brown spirit, yeah, that's Mark. And all those floral and fruitiness coming out of your gin, you know, and your um, agricole rum, and even the coffee liqueur, it's like I'll go, okay, this is a woman's touch. There's so much flavor here, so much beauty to this drink here. Oh, Cam um, Camille had a huge influence in, in developing the gin. And... Um, the uh, the coffee liqueur was a lot of fun, and we worked. Uh, it, we're we're just again very lucky to have the uh, the estate where the coffee is grown and roasted seven k's down the road from us, and and they're good friends. Uh, Beck and John Zenfeld. Um, uh, and we we had uh, many afternoons sitting on their veranda 
test, uh, sampling, um, you know, the latest expression. And it, it took us a good number of months to actually get it to where we were happy. Uh, but it was a lot of fun doing that. So it was a bit of a collaborative effort. Hmm. What do you reckon, Brad? Oh. I'll, um, I'll that, that, ask a question for the sample free, free sample giveaway. Oh, yeah, go on. Okay. When this podcast get, podcast gets released on the comments, not one, but two samples. So you'll get a sample from the ex-Shiraz, first ever release of whiskey from Winding Road. And you'll get a sample from the ex, is it Apera or Apera that you would uh, pronounce it in the States, Mark? <laughs> I don't think anyone in the States would know what it is. Um, <laughs> they, they would call it Sherry, I suppose. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I just say Apera like everyone else here. Huh. Okay, yeah. the question is, which distillery did Mark go and do work experience at? Okay, so you write that on the comments, and I'll send you 100 mil samples, two of them, of each of the whiskey releases. Can I enter? You have please? It. Of course you can enter, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> Again, okay. very generous, Vic. Um, I don't know how you do it, but, yeah, 100 mil samples, mate, that's... Uh, you're going to start setting a precedent, and I don't know if you can keep it up, to be honest, because you've done a few now. I think he can keep it up for a long time. I've seen his collection. Yeah, well, that's true too, yeah. It's all underneath the hat behind him. It is. Well, yeah, so <laughs> I, I, got a, I, I got a bit of a problem. There's, there's two guys, there's two cousins from Queensland. They're supposed to come down and help me drink all this whiskey that I've got, but, you know, they just keep, um, yeah. We'll get there eventually. Delaying it. Trust me, you don't, you don't want all of us here at the same time. Now, now that you've got winding road there, I'll be there, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> We're kind of like a happy uh, middle, uh, um, sort of middle meeting point in a way, aren't we? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll have to stop there on the way down, Brad. Yep, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It could, be, it could be a stop every time I head that way, you know. <laughs> you go camping again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There isn't a lot of places I like to stop, but this could definitely be one of them. Um, mm. You know what? We might. Um, we've been going for a little while now. I think we're we're around about uh, the hour or just over. Oh, wow. So um, yeah, um, we'd like to um, try and keep it fairly fairly uh, short. So um, really appreciate you coming on, Mark. Um, you know, like and thank you, Vic, for uh, sending those samples. They are absolutely ex exquisite. I've I've saved. I've saved half a sample each, but um, I don't think they're going to last very long. Yeah, I've got two nights here, and I'm pretty sure uh, they'll be gone tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Brad and, and Adrian and Vic, for having me on. It, it's I can't believe an hour has gone by. It's been, uh, been a lot of fun chatting with you guys. It, yeah. Absolutely. Likewise, likewise, Mark. Thank you very we much. We didn't ask what Mark had. What, Mark? What have you got in your glass? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we better oh, do sorry. that. We better do that. I've actually got something, a little sample that I pulled out of a cask earlier today, which um, is one we have uh, coming along that uh, is in a um, new American oak cask and is is really quite beautiful. It's a little ways yet. It, it's It's got another year or a bit year, maybe a year and a half to go but i'm really impressed with it i, I the last time i tried it, it it really wasn't 
doing much for me, but but now it's it's gorgeous. So if it just it's keeps going, and cats are funny golden. like that. It yeah. looks very golden from what I can see here. So it's a really yeah. Mm. Yeah, gold is probably the best color to describe that. That that it, it's got some beautiful, beautiful color and it, yeah. a, a really gorgeous developed nose. It's obviously still young, so it's got a little ways to go. But um, but no, I'm I'm just really. Uh, and again, this is all part of my learning journey, you know, as, as I try something and a lot of the stuff as a, as a distiller, you know, you learn about it, you, you, you know, the theory and everything, but, but in, in practice, when you, uh, when you taste something and you have a cast, for instance, it maybe isn't quite uh, where you want it to be, but then suddenly a month later, it's, it's turned and it's, it's gorgeous. And, yeah, so I, I think it's going to be a very nice whiskey when it's ready. It sounds really good. Bloody hell. Yeah. Thanks. We might Thanks. we might have to come down for a visit. Yeah. You'd be more than welcome. Yeah. Thanks for asking that, Vic. Um, I'm really pleased you did. We we um, yeah, that sounds really good. Um. Okay, so we might wrap it up. Thank you. Um, really appreciate you coming on. Um, and to everybody at home, thank you for having a listen. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see you on the next one. And don't forget, uh, don't forget to comment on Vic's little question there to score yourself a couple of samples. And look, trust me, you can't go wrong. This stuff's amazing. Yeah, it is really, really good. All right, Cheers. thank you guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. All right. Thanks, Cheers. Mike. Thank you.